Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography, a podcast all about the things that we love about photography. This is Focus on Rotation, where I have different hosts joining me at the desk as we share and learn each week. Come and enjoy this week's episode with us. Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography. Hi, I'm Steve Finkel. Welcome to 2023, a brand new year. What does 2023 mean for you and your photography? What can you do with 2023? Where can you take your photography? Is this the year that you're going to take your photography to the next level? Or you're going to keep doing, you're keeping the status quo the same? I think for a lot of people, New Year always opportunities are there. So there's always opportunities to do something different with your photography to actually get there and you know mix it up. Maybe it's slowing it down with your photography. Maybe you've been really busy last year and this year you want to take it a little bit easier. The other thing too is for some people who have been shooting a lot of stuff commercially, maybe 2023 gives you a chance to do some of the stuff for yourself, to shoot some stuff just purely for yourself. And it's really important. We've talked about on Focus so many times about passion projects and how it actually keeps the fire burning, how it keeps that creative spirit alive by actually going out and doing something and creating something not for anybody else, just for yourself, just for you, just actually go and come up with an idea, go to a location and capture some images. And sometimes those images may never actually be shown to too many people. You might keep them to just a very you know, close circle of friends or, or whatever. You may not share them on social media. But sometimes those photos actually have more meaning for photographers than a lot of the other work that they do. So I think, look, 2023 is, like I said, it is your kind of reset mode. It is a kind of a an opportunity now to press the reset button and start again and take your photography in which direction you want to go. And I think, look, this year, like previous few years, there's been lots of challenges with things happening around the world. I think this year is going to be no different, but I think it's how you adapt and how you think about the opportunities that you can create. So this is, I suppose, the difference for, for people who are actually thriving in their photography is they're actually thinking a little bit differently about things that's going on around them and they're actually looking at how they can turn a what some people see as a disadvantage into an advantage and you know use that to create something um, new and I think this has always been the it's always been the fascinating thing about photography that photography technically there's no rules on how you can really capture stuff or the way you do stuff or the way you conduct yourself as a photographer like there's Many, many people, you know, are very successful in what they do as photographers, but they're all very different. So, then, you know, quite often there's, you know, some vastly different ideas and styles and all those things. And the great thing about photography, I think, is that all those things are right. It doesn't mean someone else who's practicing and shooting in a different style to you is, is somehow better or worse than you because it's what you're chosen it's what your chosen path is. It's why you, you know, basically, you know, why you choose to pick the camera up and the, choose to shoot the things you, you shoot them and the way that you shoot them. Because as a photographer, we have so much control over what is the final result looks like. You know, we've got all the settings on the camera where we can manipulate time. You know, we can do a long exposure. We can do, we can do something like a high speed, you know, freeze the action, make something just stop midair, which is not, you know, uh, can't do in real life but camera allows us to do that so and then these days with the I suppose with all the power of post-production 
it does allow you then to add another kind of layer or flair to the photo. And again, it's kind of like all of us have that ability to do that. Sometimes it's just trying to work out which direction to go and what what things to pursue. And, you know, I suppose the thing about it's about finding finding your feet, finding where your passion is. And maybe the start of 2023 is that is a perfect time to actually find your feet, find, you know, work out where you want to go, look at the compass uh, for the year and say, this is the direction I'd like to go. Now, people talk about New Year's resolutions and that's typically happens every year. People have resolutions about they're going to do this, they're going to save more money, they're going to eat healthier, they're going to exercise more, they're going to travel more, they're going to do this or going to do that. And for a lot of people, that's great and fantastic. And a lot of people actually manage to fulfill the goals and that's and that's fantastic but I think the thing is that some people get frustrated when they set off on a on at the beginning of the year and they set off a whole bunch of new goals and then start hitting a couple of roadblocks and after a couple of roadblocks they abandon the goals because it just all it's not going to the way that they kind of thought it would go and I think what you've got to do with any type of you know new year's resolutions is to be flexible because you can dream up this elaborate idea that you're going to do this or that or something else or you're going to change life in a particular way. And there's going to be some factors that are going to make it very, very difficult to do that. But in saying that, don't abandon the don't abandon the, the dream. Like try and work out another way to do it because quite often, and this is when you hear stories of success from people, quite often they've started off on a particular path and they've got down that path and it hasn't actually worked out and they've actually changed direction. And it's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And I think some people do get stuck on the on the kind of hung up on the fact that they started with something and this was, this was gold and they told everyone they were going to do this. And when it doesn't happen, they kind of feel like, well, if I can't do it that way, I'm just going to abandon it altogether. I think if you look at people who are super successful, they, they fall and fail many, many times along the journey and they dust themselves off and they look at, you know, okay, that didn't work. That's, what else can I do? And they change direction or they think about the, you know, how they can achieve it and do it differently. And like I said, it doesn't really matter how you started the process, whether the dream was to do this, but then the reality is that you had to readjust and you had to change the direction that you were going and you had to do something different. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And I think... This is this is something like I said we we need to learn. It's a lesson you need. Everyone needs to learn in life that things need to change, and change is always very difficult. Like for most people, anything that's you know changed from the everyday routine is challenging. So when you know you see quite often when people hear about it in the workplace, they're going to change the way something's done, and there's typically a lot of backlash. Or the government you know says they're going to change a rule or a law or something, and going to means people are going to have to do something different and a lot of people will get up in arms initially because they think it's going to be bad and not all change is bad and yes there is sometimes changes that are made by governments and and workplaces don't work out the best for people that's definitely definitely true but there's some changes that are actually made that are actually make people's lives much better and much freer and much healthier and those type of things sometimes, but we're really, I suppose, as a society, we're really, it's really easy to lose sight of those things that we've done that are really good. 
we always tend to dwell on the negative things. So maybe one of your goals for you know 2023 is to try and try and be on the positive note all the time. So whenever something is a bit of a downer, don't don't kind of sit there and think about it too much. Think about how how you can change direction or how you can continue to move forward. And sometimes, like I said, look, moving forward, sometimes people you know want to have a success where there's these big steps, so these big measurable steps where you've jumped from this to this to this to this. And that's great when you can do that, but that's not always what happens. And reality is what happens is quite often, you know, there might be a, there could be a big step and then it could be followed by many, many, many smaller steps. And then it might throw a big step in there somewhere and then it might be a whole bunch again of that really small little steps forward, just trying to build something, just trying to increase on it and that type of stuff. And again, that's reality and that's really how life works as far as anyone who's in business or anyone who's pursuing a career or they're pursuing a, a dream or a hobby, life photography, is that there's going to be times when you're going to make big inroads and then there's going to be periods of time when you're going to not seem to be moving that much further forward, like you seem to be kind of in a bit of a holding pattern. And that's perfectly normal. And I think the thing is not to actually get kind of too caught up on on those things because once you do get caught up on it, it can become like a little bit of a loop that or you get stuck in a rut, as people would say. And it's difficult. You make it actually more difficult for yourself to move past that thing. And I think that's the thing where we're all we're all guilty of it. So we just it, it takes training. It takes it takes a I suppose a change of mindset or the way you think about things to really change it up, mix it up where you're going and look I can remember when I you know first started out in business for myself which was a long long time ago and I had to borrow some money I didn't have enough money to obviously buy the business I bought an existing business I had some of the money but I didn't have all the money so I had to borrow some money so and then just after I borrowed the money interest rates went crazy and then which meant then I had to then operate on a like an overdraft and paying this exorbitant amount of interest on the overdraft but I needed the overdraft to kind of keep the business moving forward. And I used to go to bed at night and try to go to sleep, but I'd just be worrying about I knew I had all these bills to pay and I knew I had to, you know, pay staff. I think at the time I had about ten staff working for me. So you go to bed at night time just worrying about how where the money was going to come from and I, I would worry myself to the point where actually feeling physically sick. So you actually felt unwell that you worried so much. And this went on for you know, probably I reckon probably twelve months. I really worried and worried and worried, and then I I, I don't know what the what the actual um, you know the catalyst was, but then one night I just sat there and I thought about it. And I thought, you know what, I've been worrying for twelve months about, and we've got through and we've paid people, but yes, it's been you know many many times it went right to the wire and it was quite you know nail biting, but we got there. And I'm thinking, but all my worry never changed that situation. So all the worrying I did for that kind of 12 months or so period never actually had an impact on the outcomes. It never changed anything. It made me feel bad, but it didn't actually affect the outcome. And I just kind of then, like I said, had that kind of light bulb moment or epiphany or whatever you want to call it, where I thought to myself, you know what? I need to change the way I think about um, my business and the money and I need to focus on other things in my business because what I was doing is while I was worrying about these, you know, things about not having enough money to pay the bills is that a lot of other stuff in the business was actually being neglected because you were kind of so, I suppose, hung up on this one aspect. 
And I managed to, to kind of turn my mindset around. So I basically started to think about things about, okay, what can I do that's positive in my business? Maybe I can change this and that'll make that better. And I, I put my, I suppose I redirected my energy instead of having all that nervous energy worrying about stuff, I redirected all that negative energy and I put it into areas where I could actually make a difference. So I started then to turn stuff around, like things were starting to get easier. And it was like, um, I suppose, for you know, it was a bit like the snowball rolling down the hill. As, it, as I did more, I got more momentum and I kind of got better and better at it. And then I've been able to continue that momentum throughout my whole business life and all the businesses that I've been involved in. And I've had quite a few different businesses. I've transitioned from one business to another business. You know, the, the original business I bought was an existing business. So it was someone had set that business up and had been trading for, you know, quite a number of years with a premises and and that type of stuff. And I bought that and, and, and done that. When I decided after about seven and a half years of, of you know, doing that business, I wanted to have a break because it was kind of, you know, it's pretty full on when you're working for yourself. There's really don't get much time to, to get much downtime. So you're kind of pouring yourself into the business. The only way to really disconnect from the business is to, to sell the business and, you know, take some time off. So I took you know, that opportunity, sold the business, and then I actually took some time off and I took several months off. And I just basically didn't do too much for months and months and months until I kind of worked out some of the things I wanted to do anyway I actually then started another business from scratch so I decided my next business I wasn't going to purchase it I was going to start a business from scratch and it's a business I still own today and it's an electronic security systems um, business where we install alarms and CCTV and a whole range of electronic devices and have been doing that now since you know um, about 1985 so it's been a really really long time that I've been doing that and I'd kind of had started that business during the time when I had the other business because it was there was some correlations between the two so I had kind of was, I suppose I had my toe in the water back then and then I actually then you know when I sold the, the main business I concentrated more on the on the the new business and I've been able to grow that business and that business then allowed me to sprout off and do some stuff like that business allowed me then to to buy the building that we operate where the studios are for photo mission. We bought this building. We went on to we managed to start a couple of businesses, not actually buying the businesses, but actually having an idea and starting from scratch and putting them putting it together and, and making it work. And that's where I am currently these days. I have the the various different um, photography parts of my business, as well as I still have the electronic security system business, which I started all those years ago. But again, it's kind of like applying yourself and thinking about things differently and trying to change the mindset because, like I said, the difference between what you're doing and what another person is doing is quite often just the way they apply themselves to the task in hand. And, you know, if we all given the same task, you know, if we took a whole bunch of people into a room and said to them, I want you to go off and build this, here's your items to build it, you stood back and observed each person would go about that process slightly differently. So some people would get very quickly into the task and that type of stuff, and then other people would take their time to plan a little bit, to think about, because sometimes when you run into something and go really quickly, it creates a consequence in the future that you you know, you know, won't find out about until you actually get to that point. But sometimes thinking ahead, you can think about, well, what happens if this happens and that type of stuff. So again, you can start to build these skills, and these skills are actually skills that you learn along the way. So where you can kind of you know forecast what's going to happen. So before you jump in and 
go hell for leather doing something is that you do have a bit of a think about it. And again, but don't be that over-critical thinker where you think every every screw, every thumbtack, every bit of paper, every stamp, every piece of tape, you know, everything, every process in there you're going to need because that can bog you down. So you want to have a general kind of a an idea, but you don't want to kind of drill right down at that point into the really you know, into that really fine details of different things. So you want to have a so you want to have a broad brush approach so that you can get started. And then as you go along, obviously each of those things will need the detail worked out. So then that's the point when you start to go into that finer detail. So I think these are the things that we can all learn and like start of a new year, 2023 is an ideal time to start learning some new lessons or start changing the way you think about things. I think if you can turn your thinking around you can really improve your what and this can apply in any i suppose anything you do in life whether it be your photography or whatever other pursuits that you're doing in life this can have a huge impact the way you apply yourself and the way you approach things can change the outcomes and i think that's the thing is that like people don't suppose a lot of people sometimes don't understand actions versus consequences and and those type of things and sometimes how negative Actions can have negative consequences. Positive actions can have positive consequences. So there's those things that too, there's a lot of things in play. And like I said, there's a lot of things that can happen. And like a new year is an ideal time to actually kind of, like I said, get outside and try something different. Like get outside your comfort zone, try something different. And again, I think you have to be realistic in everything you do. Like, I mean, People sometimes aim really, really high, and when they aim really, really high, sometimes it will they could get there, but it's going to take such a long time that they 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 get discouraged along the way. So sometimes it's better to aim a little bit lower, and then when you get to that that level, so think about it like a staircase, and you have a landing. So as you're going up a very you know really large staircases have landings basically where people can stop and catch their breath or have you know um, before they move on and tackle the next flight of stairs so think about kind of success as that staircase so you're going up stair by stair and then you can get to a point where you get to the landing and then at that point then you can reflect and think about catch your thoughts and move on to the next one so the goal was not to get to the top of the stairs the goal was to get the first goal was to get to that first landing and to get that first landing and once you're at that first landing, then your next goal was to get to the next landing and so on and so on. And if you keep repeating that process, then eventually you'll be at the top of the staircase. And again, that's the way to think about success and think about things that you do and how you can have an influence over what you're doing with your life and your photography. And like I said, it's it's kind of a proven method. It's it's not like some type of, you know, pseudoscience type of thing. It's, it is positive, applying yourself positively being realistic in your goals, it, it works and it works for so many people. And sometimes people take a long time to actually find that path. They actually struggle sometimes to actually get on that right path and they're actually kind of going it full belt at something and then crashing into the wall and then they get up again and they before they can really think about getting to that next landing, they're bolting up that staircase trying to get to it and then they trip over their own feet and they fall back down to the to the level they were at, the landing they were at. So, you know, these are things that, like I said, just slow. Sometimes it's good to slow stuff down. I mean, like I said, in 2023, always an opportunity, especially, you know, January, 
We're at the start of the year, so we've got the whole year ahead of us. We've got time to kind of to plan stuff. And the thing about it is some people sometimes feel like it's they're in a race to do it. And again, I don't think you can't kind of thinking that it's going to be a this this is going to be a kind of a a sprint race where you know it's the fastest person going to win. I think think about it more as a marathon that you have to be there at the end. Like with a marathon, you have to pace yourself along the way. If you kind of go sprinting off into a marathon at full speed, you know you're going to burn yourself out, and then you're not going to get to the end of it. So think about I suppose the photography side of it and the moving forward of your career as a photographer or whatever chosen area it is that you actually have some something left in the tank at the end that you actually can get there because I said I see too many people burn out before they get there they get they get really close they fall over 500 meters from the finish line and they're just exactly exhausted and they can't get up and they just basically retire and, and don't proceed with their dream and they were so close and I see people do that all the time particularly in photography and I you know, you want to reach out to them and say, you just need to slow yourself down. You just need to, to take a take a deep breath and just kind of, you know, relax. So in this episode of Focus, we've been talking about, I suppose, the opportunities that 2023 can bring you and as a photographer. And it may be, you know, maybe use 2023 as a bit of a, a bit of a reset. So a bit of a reset on the way you think about stuff and think about photography. And like I said, Maybe look at some of, if you want to try and get inspiration, try and look at some of the photographers, particularly if there's a photographer in an area of photography which you'd like to kind of grow and, you know, build your portfolio and potentially do some work in that field or maybe just something, it's just a a subject you love capturing and you're just really doing it for the passion. Um, Have a look at people who are super successful in that that particular field and, and read a few stories about a few different photographers and you'll probably find that a lot of them had a bit of a, a bit of a rocky road to get there and quite often yes there might have been some elements of luck in there but there could have been a lot of hard work and a lot of sweat blood sweat and tears went into it as well so and again after you know listening to some photographers and listening to their journeys and how they've basically been able to build their careers well of being able to to get into a particular area of photography sometimes that, that person would work and create images and and just send them to magazines and, and other kind of outlets just kind of sending them photos so hoping to get noticed and then for some of those people that's that's that worked like they got noticed and then the images started getting published and then once once they started getting published it was kind of then you know the opportunities kind of started to happen for them and I can just remember a story that my grandfather told me my grandfather was one of the first uh, professional authors in Australia he wrote a number of a lot of novels, a lot of history books. He he wrote a lot of books for his writing career, but he actually had written so many books and sent so many manuscripts off to publishers, only to have them. Yes, it's really nice, but we, you know, but we, it's not something we'd publish at this particular time and get the manuscript back. And then he didn't get kind of, I suppose, you know, a lot of people would, you know, after a couple of failed manuscripts, and it's a lot of work back in those days. He typed it out on an old mechanical typewriter for ribbon, you know, tap, 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 typing away and then, you know, putting together this huge uh, collection of A4 pages that have been typed on a, an old-fashioned typewriter, put them together as a as a manuscript and, you know, I think back in the day they kind of like drilled holes through the pages and put these kind of clip things through it and clipped it all together. So it was a lot of work. So it was actually a huge amount of work just to actually 
produce the thing. Like it was these days, I mean, we can, we've got the luxury of, of tablets and computers and, you know, voice to text and a whole range of things where we could, you know, do stuff. But, you know, it, it was a hard slog. So obviously all the spelling and everything and, you know, that type of stuff would be your, you know, if you were trying to present, I suppose, a manuscript, you're trying to get it as accurate as possible. And you can just imagine those old typewriters. If you ever, if you ever had an experience, then sometimes you get halfway for a page and it would jam or something and then you'd mess up, mess up the print, which meant then you had to go back and redo all the work. You know, it's not like these days where you, you can kind of go, um, you know, copy this whole bunch of data or, or be saving it on the go. I mean, I, with my computer when i'm doing stuff in microsoft word i've I've got it set to auto save so it's saving all the time so if something happens the computer crashes or the you know, power goes off or something else happens is that the majority of the work is actually saved so you don't have to retype it but you know back in those days you had to re retype it over and over again until you got it to a a presentable level if you're going to present it to someone so when he first got his first break and he got a you know he sent this manuscript off and um anyway the person who reviewed it loved it and said so what he did is he actually then did the negotiations and signed a contract started that process to you know have his first book published so he got his first book published anyway then the the person who kind of I suppose looked at his work and said oh do you have any other work he said well actually I do so he sent off some of those other manuscripts that had previously been sent off and been rejected and lo and behold, because they published the first book and it actually sold really well, when he sent you know, another manuscript, which was a book he'd written you know, a couple of years earlier that had been rejected, they've actually grabbed it and said, yeah, great, this is fantastic. Yeah, we'll, we'll publish this as well. What else you got? And he was able to publish basically, and some of them had some little retweaks, like you know, he'd got some feedback from originally when they were rejected about you know, some storyline wasn't strong enough or or didn't like the ending, or, you know, whatever. So he, he may have adapted some of those uh, manuscripts to make them a bit more pleasant for the for the publisher, or, or whatever. But he then managed to get all those books published, and then he went on to have a career. And he was one of the few back in the... So this is back in the kind of 60s and 70s. So he was one of the few people who actually then, from his house in the Blue Mountains, he had a little shed down the back, which was probably like a um these days it was you know little man cave type shed where he had a had it set up with his uh typewriter and um he had a lot of reference books there and he had a up in the house in the main house he had a huge library he'd collected an enormous amount of he was very interested in history a lot of his books he did write about history so he'd collected a lot of resources so he'd read a lot of books so he he kind of understood how books are written so he'd have have his little hut basically on the and i can just remember going there as a kid and visiting and fascinating because it was in the blue mountains and it was on a terrace backyard so each each the backyard wasn't it was on the side of a kind of a hill and the backyard went down in steps so you'd you know you walk along and then you have a couple of steps down to the next level then a couple of steps down the next level and so on so he had his little hut um a couple of levels down which which he'd basically go to work of a morning leave the leave the the grandmother at the kitchen door and go down the back steps and then proceed to go down to the shed and where he would sit there and write until lunchtime and then come back up and have lunch and that type of stuff. So again, it was kind of like he had an idea. He started to just keep chipping away at it. Yeah, sure, he readapted himself a few times along the way. But it was one of those things that it's 
if you don't, I mean, like I said before, sometimes it's the way you apply yourself. Sometimes you have to have faith in yourself. I mean, obviously he had enough faith that he he was good enough as an author to have books published. Otherwise, I don't think he would have kept writing if he had got to the point where he thought, no, my stuff's just no good because, you know, it's like if someone doesn't like your photos and they go, oh, this photo, you know, you, you submit them to somewhere and they just reject them, they don't want to use them. It doesn't mean they're not good photos. It means that the person who's looking at them may not have a need for that particular type of photo at the moment or may have, may have maybe they've seen very similar photos. They've had a whole bunch of different photos come in, all very, very similar. So they've had a lot to choose from. So again, it didn't kind of fit their needs. And I think that's the thing to think about. Sometimes rejection, particularly in the in the areas of the creative field, aren't about aren't really about you're not your work's not good enough. Sometimes it is it is timing. You know, sometimes it's what's needed. So the other thing is quite often a lot of people who kind of are successful will then start to look at markets. And I know that, that particular time there was a big hunger for history books. So he actually started churning out some history books because, and then he actually got commissioned by the New South Wales Education Department to write a whole lot of history books about the history of Australia. So again, people then start seeking people out because they knew he had a particular style and he had a particular way of presenting history. And um, so, you know, like I said, he got commissions to actually write books, which was, you know, an absolute dream gig for a for an author to be actually be, you know, someone come to you and say, hey, can you write this for me? I'll pay you this amount of money. Exactly like a photographer, like if someone says, can you take these pictures? I'll pay you this money if you take these pictures. And again, it's just really about being, having the right mindset, just getting out there and having a go. And like I said, being prepared to change along the way. Don't get kind of stuck in that rut because you're kind of thinking that I've started off this way. I want to, that was my plan. I'm going to kind of, write it to the end sometimes like I said you have to readjust the compass you have to change direction and like I said 2023 is a perfect opportunity for you to actually do that now so hopefully you've you've taken something away from this podcast day the first one for 2023 so this is that episode in the scheme of things I think it's episode 202 and like I said so we're going to continue to bring you these podcasts um, this year hopefully this year we'll be able to do some you know, get some more people in on the podcast as well. It's been really challenging, but again, we're working on a whole lot of things and also still working very heavily behind the scenes on the Brisbane Photography Festival. Look, wishing everyone a fantastic new year. Hope you get everything that you want to achieve out of your photography this year. So what's holding you back? Get out there and have a crack. See you soon. Bye. That's all for this episode this week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment and don't forget to follow us on your favourite podcast app and social media sites. Remember, photography is a pursuit where there's always something new to learn. Safe and happy shooting, everyone.